For over 80 years, Agriculture Financial Services Corporation has been providing leading, innovative, and client-focused risk management and financial solutions to grow agriculture in Alberta. Welcome to AFSC's limited podcast series. Our goal is to provide you with interesting and informative guests that participate in or support the agriculture industry in Alberta. I'm your host, Ed Tenhove, with AFSC. Today, I'm proud to be joined by James Bankey. James is the Dean of the Workland School of Agriculture Technology at Olds College. In this podcast, we talk about agricultural post-secondary education and keeping up with the pace of change in the agricultural industry. We discuss the relationships, both industry and personal, and how they support the efforts to challenge and prepare the learners for success. We hope that you will enjoy our conversation. We're here today again. I'm excited to be able to talk to my old friend, James Bankey. He's now Dean of the Workland School of Agricultural Technology at Olds College. And James, you know, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself and um, and your career at the college. Perfect. Yes, great to, to reconnect, Ed, and look forward to the conversation here today. Um, I've been at the college now. It was just about my third year anniversary, actually, September 4th. So, I'm excited for that time. Uh, Prior to that, I was with Fujitsu, a global tech company, for a number of years. And as you know, prior to that, I have uh, still near and dear to my heart was my time with AFSE for just about eight years. So uh, moving into Olds College in the academic space has been an exciting shift for me. Uh, It's helped me kind of stretch my mind and, and my heart to agriculture, which is near and dear to me, but also helped me see things differently, which is exactly what we ask our students to do when they're here as well. In your time there, um, you know, as Dean of the Workland School of Agriculture Technology, talk to me a little bit about that school and about your role in it. Absolutely. I think it's been a a process, right? So when I first joined the institution, I, I joined as the Dean of Program Development. So that was our first uh, true phase into integrating technology into new programming and developing new programs to support that. That work went on for about two years. The work actually started prior to me joining the institution, but really I came on a phase when we were operationalizing and ensuring that programs were aligned and relevant to the industry, not only now, but in the future. Um, and then we had one of our esteemed deans retire, which gave me the opportunity to integrate some of our current programs within the new agriculture technology programs, um, which now is uh, the Workland School of Agriculture Technology. So we have five excellent programs in the school. We have close to 400 students in the school, um, and we range everywhere from primary production to agribusiness, land and the environment and uh, reclamation, uh, environmental stewardship, as well as precision agriculture and agriculture technology integration. So uh, it's a it's an amazing space to be a part of and, and just sit back and, and watch what the students and faculty are doing because I think we have an end-to-end piece of what's going on in the real world. And it's, I mean, that really runs us right into the next question of how have you seen agriculture education evolve? I mean, um, it's just it's just going exponentially. Absolutely. And I, I think it's, it's uh, you know, you and I have spoken about this a little bit before. It's a balancing act, right? The academy as an institution is, uh, it's been around for a long time and it's stood on amazing traditions and, and curriculum frameworks. 
So the ask of change and evolution in education is a challenge, just as it is uh, adapting to new business and best practices in agriculture. So, you know, with ag education, we've seen the traditional models and the traditional type courses and programs. Uh, they're still very relevant today, but what we're seeing now is an integration and infusion of things like technology, of ESG, of carbon, of those components that may have been a, 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 you know, discussed at some level, but now they're becoming more prominent because we believe that the relevance of those topics continues to be bubbling up and, and should be important and should be important for our students to move through that. So yeah, the exponential pace that the industry experiences versus where you'd see ag education, it moves slower, um, but we're certainly seeing a cultural shift within that and, and a balance act between the traditional foundational elements of the practice of agriculture, uh, moving into those faster paced uh, technologies, ESG and how governance impacts corporate institutions as well as the family farm. So it's an exciting time. You know, and with this change of pace and the challenges of it, of integrating all this modern technology um, into the learning experience, you know, the biggest challenge must be staying on the top of it, on top of the, the state of farming to ensure that you're relevant, that you're providing the learners what they need uh, going forward. Absolutely. And I think, uh, as you and I both know, of being in agriculture for so long, there are many different stories and ways to arrive at point A or point B. Um, regardless of the farm that you show up on, they, they implement different practices based on their soil zones and based on the plants that grow there and based on the machinery, et cetera. So we have to we have to be careful with that. Um, you know, and respect that. So when we talk about the practice of agriculture, we certainly take a foundational path through that, through the education side of it. Um, but moving and, and bringing technology into it that changes so rapidly, that's a challenge, especially as curriculum is developed. So, um, you know, we have our eye on that and, and we, we certainly um, take stock in what we need to focus on. A lot of it is around critical thinking skills, problem solving still skills, decision making skills, and then when you infuse technology into that, it's less about the color or the monitor or anything. It's more about moving on to a farm, understanding what the problems are, the why that the producer is trying to solve or the, the challenges they're trying to solve, and then working through that systems thinking approach to then arrive at certain pieces of technology, governance models, best practices for production, et cetera. So it is a challenge, right? Because it's one of the most amazing things about agriculture is there's so many different ways to arrive at an end product or an end state for a producer. And we take we have to take the same approach with education. So you can't make everybody happy, but you really have to identify where you sit as, a, as an institution. And with our president coming in, uh, President Cullum, uh, you know, we as at Olds College, we're looking at transforming agriculture for a better world. And we align those principles to that within our education programs. You know, I really love a comment you put in there about also recognizing different geographical areas, create different opportunities and challenges for students. And so when they look at your program as a whole, regardless of where they're from, what would attract a learner, a young person to say, I need what Olds College is offering? Right. I, I honestly, I think we we pay and tip our hat to the 107 year history of Olds College of being who we are. And I would I would really align it to the experience and the student experience. 
there's so many great things that occur here. Um, and when I talk about the practice of agriculture, it's that hands-on component, whether that's calving out animals, whether that's in man managing our sheep flock, whether that's dealing with management and leadership principles, those experiences are second to none. You know, when students show up, regardless of the age they are, um, they come to us looking for different experiences, different ways to think about stuff and new knowledge. So why people would be attracted to come to college is just based on our history. And, and I think uh, even more so our vision of where we see the future. And I commented on that as transforming agriculture for a better world. It, that statement alone enables our students to explore pathways and explore options at Olds College that they wouldn't probably get in a number of other areas. So, um, you know, I, I think that's what I would stand on. Why they'd want to come to Olds College is, is really the practice of agriculture, the experiences through the classroom, through the lab, through the Olds College smart farm, and their ability to test and make a lot of mistakes. I mean, we always learn way more when we're making those mistakes and challenging uh, what I would say status quo and and I think the students or prospective students have those abilities. Whenever I'm speaking with students in the Workland School, I ask them wholeheartedly to challenge their instructors. Um, their instructors love to have those great conversations. So when students arrive with that passion and zeal to learn more and to um, challenge status quo, our, our instructors really elevate their game to meet the students where they're at. And, and I think that's so exciting. So that's what attracts students to Olds College. You know, when you think about the hands-on and, you know, as far as technology goes, calves don't pull themselves. So, you know, it's such a critical component of it, but um, what are some of the other sort of unique ways of that egg-based learning occurs at the college? I think it's a great question, right? So we certainly have the traditional mechanisms. We we have lecture-based classes, we have lab-based classes, um, but then like you commented with our, our cattle herd, our sheep flock, um, and then really around technology. So a number of our students this past year uh, got to work with Omni, which was the former DOT platform, working with that, learning how to operate it. Um, a number of our students get to operate within greenhouse space, a number of our students uh, get to participate in field school through our land and environment programs, which means they're truly out in these circumstances uh, in the environment, learning how to do uh, DSAs and, and a number of other important pieces to help the environment and to ensure that the, you know, the soil is reclaimed appropriately. So uh, the, the list is long, Ed, uh, and, and certainly a big piece of all of that is our industry partnerships. Um, and you and I spoke briefly about that, right? We, we did work with AFSE last year around an amazing project where our students got to bring their curiosity and their challenge to AFSE. And that's an incredible learning environment and experience that it's hard to replicate, but when you have the, the heart and the spirit of a company or a partner, as well as the faculty and the students in the right place, it's a win-win-win for, for everyone. And, and those are, those are, um, opportunities that we seek regularly. So we have a huge amount of partnerships that, that come into the classroom and work with us. And, and that's a, those are just a number of key ways that we um, support student learning opportunities. Oh, and you know, from our point of view, some of the feedback from, from your students looking at risk management was just incredible. So, I mean, James, industry is always sort of appreciated hiring staff with a post-secondary education and that probably is another one of the big demographics the future farmers and the future industry staff members um have you seen a type of change in in 
who these industry members are looking to hire? What are they asking for their students to be equipped with? Yeah, I think, you know, we have industry advisory committees that work with industry, obviously, that provide input and feedback into our programs. Um, but when we follow up with students and, of course, many of those companies that hire our graduates, there's a, there's a probably a drumbeat that continues to escalate through that. I would say it's probably two, two pieces. So communication and client relations or the soft skills and human skills, uh, as I like to call them, um, but also the data component, right? We're not, we're, not, we're not turning out data scientists here, but the importance of understanding what data is and how it can impact decision-making and, and how a company approaches that, um, you know, decision-making are, are key skills that most are starting to ask more of. So, but probably a priority continues to be this communication and soft skill, human skill elements, which, you know, we can, we, we will always be aspirational as an academic institution on how to train or create experiences for students to learn those skills. Um, it's, it's amazing because when students are going through that learning journey um, and taking communications classes. So one of the important things with Olds College, just as a sidestep, is that all of our programs have a communications class, at least one involved in it. So it's a dedicated one or two class punch within each program. Our students at first don't enjoy that journey. Uh, but you know what the fantastic thing is when we talk to them a few years after the fact, they say that was one of the most important classes or series of classes that they took was learning how to be professional in an email or a social media environment or learning how to communicate and ask the right questions. So when they're going through that, it's a challenge, right? Because it doesn't feel great for them. They want to be out with the calves. They want to be out, you know, on the machines. But the reality is, is it's one of the most important fundamental things that they they experience and they realize that a few years after. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting transition and transformation that you see. Uh, I can well imagine. You know, we've talked a little bit about having industry partners, but if you could talk to me about your industry partners and the relationship that the college has with them and and then ultimately, how do you turn these positive relationships into improved work of the college? Yeah, I, I, I mean, A, we wouldn't be a college or a post-secondary institution in Alberta without students. And B, we wouldn't be in the position we are today without industry and partnership support. Um, so partnerships are something we take very seriously at Olds College. And you can see that with the work that's occurring, not only within our academic programs, but within our uh, Olds College Smart Farm and Smart Ag Ecosystem. So, you know, as of today, if you kind of want to speak high level numbers, we have well over 100 partners, active partners uh, at any given level within the Olds College Smart Ag Ecosystem environment. That's everywhere from in the field, technologies, applications, data processing, data analytics, to partners uh, across that spectrum, uh, all the way into the classroom where we're helping support real world problems and challenges for those students. Um, you know, we have a number of donors as well that continue to support us in what we're doing and our vision and our journey. Um, and then also a big part of what we have is industry networks. So we're a strong member within the Karen network. So Central Alberta Regional Innovation Network. Uh, also, we're the lead on the uh, the Canadians, uh, the Pan-Canadian Smart Farm Network and a number of other uh, collaborations. Um, and so you know, as I said, we wouldn't be who we are without those partnerships and, and those partners meet us uh, where they need to, to help solve some of their greatest challenges or wicked problems, as we call it. 
but also they work with us to create learning opportunities and environments and experiences for students. So there, there's, a, there's an amazing level of vulnerability in there while we still tip our hat towards intellectual property um, and respecting that, you know what, they are running a business, they are trying to grow and they came to Olds College for input from our subject matter experts, but they also came to us, you know, for, for capacity, but also to table some of these wicked problems with our students who are so curious that'll look at things with an unbiased opinion and challenge it. And those companies experience, um, you know, some amazing different ways to look at things. It certainly is a think tank. We've we've seen the benefit of that. But so there's industry partners, but there's also personal partners. And it's always so wonderful to hear that any sort of post-secondary institution, but in this case, Olds College has been the recipient of some significant donations to sort of the, develop the post-secondary education, what it can offer the students. So how do these types of, of gifts move the education of the students forward? And how do you decide where the money should be targeted? I think it's a great question. Um, and it's, I think it's different depending on the institution, how they manage through that. And it's also different based on the expectations of the, the donor or the supporter. You know, I can speak really, really specifically around our work with the Workland, uh, Workland family, uh, Dr. David Workland and Susan Norman with their incredible investment in Olds College. You know, Mr. Workland came from a, a farm way up north in northern Alberta, you know, and, and he absolutely attributes the success that he's had today uh, as an entrepreneur and businessman to those early days at the farm in the middle of nowhere, as he, he talks about, and how they had to be creative and innovative to support things. And so his, his will to invest in education to ensure that agriculture is a healthy and sustainable industry, as well as the student engagement in that is key. So when that investment came, those were key guiding principles for us in A, how we spent the money, and B, how we maintain that legacy of, of Mr. Workland throughout that, that, the work ethic, the surrounding ourselves with the right people um, and those components. So we've, we've uh, dedicated pieces of the investment from the Workland family for curriculum development. Um, and that's it, those are significant investments, right? We talked earlier about just the, the foundations and the traditions of the academy and programs Sometimes it's hard to get programs to change their mind or add new courses or adapt curriculum. Uh, what the Workland investment enabled us to do in the Workland School was invest in building courses and programs from the ground up. That doesn't happen very often. Usually post-secondary institutions take courses from over here and they take a course from there and they, they, they put them together and, then, and, and call it a program, which is great because I think there's value in that. Our approach to agriculture technology was building courses from the ground up. So we leveraged uh, Mr. Workland and Ms. Norman's investment to develop. There was 20 brand new courses from the ground up in our precision agriculture diploma, 10 new courses in our ag technology integration post diploma certificate. And we're on the journey right now on a bachelor of digital agriculture where we're developing 40 brand new courses uh, from, the, from scratch. So at the end of that, Part of his investment is going into building um, 70 brand new classes at Olds College that enhances student experience and takes students on a different journey than they would be on in a different tra traditional program. And to me, 
I mean, I've talked to a number of institutions across the world and they're, they're just blown away by our ability, A, to, to produce this, but B, the opportunity that was afforded by the Workland family and their donation to help support us in that path. And we're, we're, we're so humbled by that. And we, we, we just aspire to continue to be better every day. And when our students, you know, know the value behind that investment, they start to pick up on those work ethics the surrounding yourself with great people, the challenge yourself type characteristics that Mr. Workland is known for. So that's infused through the process and it's wonderful. Probably, you know, James Banky here, the biggest question because your industry partners are always watching your personal partners and certainly your, your students and your future students. Um, how do you ensure that you're preparing tomorrow's agriculture leaders for success? Yeah, it's a, you know, I, I think the first question that we always ask is why? Um, and then that starts to lead into everything else, right? So preparing our students who come to us with amazing, curious minds, as I've mentioned before, is to enable them with the least amount of constraints and barriers to explore agriculture for what it is um, and to enable them to see things differently. And, and sometimes when we have students that show up uh, they see things for what they are, and there's value in that. But really what we want to do is preparing them for tomorrow and tomorrow and a number of years from now is not necessarily to look at things for what they are, but what they could be. And so when you start to position that behavior and that type of thinking, um, you really start to get different outcomes because you're starting to remove the barrier to the no. Uh, you know, and, and students hearing no all the time, it's it's enabling them to see it differently and experience it differently. So, you know, we do use words like systems thinking here, critical thinking, problem solving and whatnot. And those are easy to talk about, but it's hard to actually enact and create those experiences. So when you ask that question, how are we preparing students for that? Um, to prepare for the exponential industry that agriculture really is. It's putting them in a position where they're experiencing these things regularly, where they learn to make mistakes and it's okay because those are great learning opportunities. Get them as close to reality as we possibly can, either through the smart farm or the smart ag ecosystem and also with uh, land and reclamation and our land and environment programs to, to that component and enabling them to, to do what they do best is to really help solve those, those challenges. And, and you and I both know we need all the help we can get. And, uh, and we're seeing you know, that start to happen because we're starting to attract more urban students as well to our programs, which is super exciting. Um, we need more great minds and energy into this industry to help us survive and thrive. And when you see that component where you have you know, and I, I hate to use the word urban and rural students, but they come to us with different experiences. So when you partner them up, it's amazing the outcomes that happen um, in those environments. So that's how I'd say we're preparing them for successes, really challenging them, asking them to step outside of their box and putting them and working with them in situations that they're growing every day. James, you know, it's been a such a great talk it's it's just love hearing about all the good work going on at olds college um any final thoughts here before we sign off no i think you know i i, I we we didn't necessarily get into some of the assets that we have and i think those are key pieces right we talked a little bit about the smart farm and the access of that for students and you know most institutions that have these assets they're they're tough sometimes to integrate those into programs and i i want to say we don't have all the answers for those assets like the smart farm. We're working towards that, 
we're working towards integrating students more into that environment. That's some of the hard work that we have uh, ahead of us. We have great integrations right now around certain pieces, but to keep moving that forward um, is an aspiration that we continue to have. Um, you know, the recent addition of the Field Crop Development Centre in Lacombe to Olds College is tremendous because we see that as an opportunity to provide students access into seed development and, and technician status um, to help provide those experiences to them. Um, and just our ventures into robotics and automation, um, we've, we've been able to recruit some just some absolutely wonderful faculty, either directly from an industry, uh, but also from other institutions to come here and teach. And when I stand back and watch them um, engage the students, you just see the, the light bulbs and the bright eyes in the students happen. And I get so excited about that because uh, when we see that result happen in industry, whether it's through large corporations or back to the family farm or to the corporate farm, um, you just see things differently. And, and so that's probably some final comments that I have. I'm, I'm so excited and I, I'm often on social media sharing some of those just amazing outcomes that our students and faculty produce. And it blows me away regularly, honestly, that just to see the successes of that. And it occurs in all of our programs. We need to do a better job sharing our story. Um, and I can't wait to continue to do, do those things and, and share and welcome people to the campus. As you commented earlier, we are a public institution. Certainly we may have some constraints with COVID right now, um, but it is a post-secondary institution. So please come and join us. Look at the website. There's a tremendous report, reports and uh, indications of what we're doing there. And, and it, you're welcome to come and experience and ask us some tough questions because that's what we're all about. Excellent. James, thank you so much for your time today. You bet. Thank you so much, Ed, for the conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on our latest installation of AFSC's podcast series. I want to thank James Bankey, Dean of the Workland School of Agriculture Technology at Olds College, for joining us today. For more information on all of the programs and courses offered at the college, please visit oldscollege.ca. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you again soon.